This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown. Let's say hello to Nelson Rago of Cool Blind Tech. He's the founder of Cool Blind Tech, and he's going to tell you what's going on in the world of accessible technology. And Nelson is in Edmonton, Alberta. Hey, good morning, Nelson. Hey, good morning, Dave. So, Nelson, let's start with Microsoft Edge. That web browser has a new accessibility feature. So what's new with Narrator? Yeah, I I don't uh, bring up too much uh, Microsoft stuff, so I thought I'd uh, search it out. Uh, So, uh... Uh, lately, they've been doing some uh, updates, as always. Uh, in this case, uh, they've uh, done a couple updates for uh, Narrator. Uh, in uh, the de- development uh, version of it, there's three versions. Um, this kind of like the middle of the road version. There's a Canary version, which is uh, for hardcore insider users. And then there's uh, the the developer. And then there's the, the beta, which is uh, almost like a public beta. Uh, so in this case, uh, what Narrator has done is uh, allowed... Uh, uh, sort of like in-link uh, infos uh, for the banner to be announced. Uh, something basic. Uh, and then and the other feature is that something is connected to Google uh, Chromium, uh, which allows you to uh, control something called, uh, um, oh, let's see what it says here. It's a bit of an odd uh, thing here. Uh, so it's un- unthrottled nested uh, timeout. So okay. <laughs> you to enable that feature. Don't ask me what that does, but... Uh, uh, apparently allows you uh, to turn it on, on and off that feature while using Google Chromium. Um, so those, those are the two uh, uh, latest updates uh, that they have for uh, Narrator. Nelson, one more time, just sort of explain to me a little more about this update to Narrator. Like, what does that mean exactly for a user? Um, well, in this, in the end user, it, it doesn't. Um, it's not a whole lot, uh, but um, this is sort of like a preview version. So, uh, like I mentioned, the developers uh, version. Uh, allows the uh, insider users, uh, the people that sign up to their beta program, to sort of play around with uh, new features that uh, that Microsoft uh, may or may not actually release to the public use. But um, these seem like uh, usable features. Uh, they do mention that the Google Chromium feature, the uh, um, it will be uh, deprecated at some point. So it's a bit odd that they would enable it and then eventually turn it off. So that's that's one thing about Microsoft that. Uh, you kind of have to scratch your head about, uh, but uh, you know, they're always playing around with uh, <laughs> yeah. new updates. Uh, Here's a feature. I hope more. you didn't like it too much because we're going to take it away. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nelson, of yeah, course, that's why I use the Mac. <laughs> of course, of course, edge is the browser. It's the Phoenix that grew from yeah. the ashes of Microsoft internet Explorer. Do we have a sense of how popular edge is as web browser? Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised at how little uh, market share they have, uh, c- considering how huge uh, internet Explorer used to be before it, um, uh, you know, got uh, dust banned a few years back. Um, it only has about like 10, 10 well, like, uh, according to like the stats uh, counter, it's only 10.64%, uh, which isn't a whole lot considering that uh, there's a lot of people out there using uh, Windows computers. Yeah, using the Windows uh, machine. Yeah, for sure. That that would be the built-in default browser. They're switching the default. Yeah, yeah and then of course, number one, uh, you know, no surprise, it's uh, Google Chrome. Uh, which has a huge uh, market share. Uh, last time I checked, it was like 60 plus percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah and then other users like firefox and then opera and then so on so on but uh yeah uh google chrome is seems to be the uh, the powerhouse of course uh you know it's got the number one search engine in the world so obviously it's going to have uh, the number one browser yeah uh, the, but you know the search engine Eventually Microsoft will come the, around. I, see, I like using Edge. Edge is my browser of choice. Really? My, okay. Oh yeah, I like using Edge a lot. But I but I've always been a user of uh, of, of Internet Explorer, so a lot of it just became yeah. very familiar to me in the way that I was using okay. it. But I will yeah. say the thing that Chrome clearly offers that nobody else does is all of those great extensions. Right, the ability to utilize Chromecast so 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 seamlessly, the ability to have the search engine built right into your right into your tab bar makes a lot yeah. of sense. There's just a lot of stuff that Chrome does from a usability point of view that the other browsers just have not mastered yet yeah and that's that's why they're probably number one that's why they're uh, number one like that yeah that's why yeah. they're number one uh nelson let's go across the atlantic where the southwestern railway company in england has begun some trials for a new site loss assistant app so how does this app offer a more accessible experience to users yeah, this is apparently uh, the first of its kind for a railway company to do this, um, and, which is, they're, they're probably correct because I don't recall a railway company actually developing their own app. Uh, so, yes, so it's called My Eyes. Uh, it's a separate app from uh, what people would normally uh, learn from, like, the other apps. It's uh, M-Y-E-Y-E-S. Um, it uh, basically allows uh, the end user to, after they uh, set up their uh um, their their user uh, allows them to use the Bluetooth beacons and something called the GPS location tags, uh, which allows you to navigate. Uh, in this case, just two stations because uh, it is um, just recently launched, uh, launched uh, pilot program. Uh, so allows them to navigate uh, throughout the station. Uh, allows them to uh, you know uh, access the, uh, where the stairs are, uh, where the elevators are, and of course uh, where the tickets are to purchase your tickets to go on the. Uh, uh, railway system, but uh, like I said, it's uh, they, they've only launched it in uh, in two stations, so I'm not sure how many stations they are, but I'm sure they have a lot more than two. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, it's uh, something that uh, the end user could have a lot of use for. Um, I, I've used similar uh, technology, uh, so it, it is good uh, to use. But you know, it's one of those things where you have to have the particular app to, to actually um, navigate uh, those particular stations. This is a trial with these two stations. Is there a sense of how long this trial is going to be going on for? Uh, they, they just launched at the beginning of August. Uh, it's expected to go on for three months. And depending on the success of it, and uh, obviously the cost is going to be a factor in this. Um, uh, you know, if it's something that's successful, they're going to expand it out to uh, more stations, which is cool because, uh, um, you know, not, not a lot of people I know that use railway stations, but... Uh, uh, maybe it's time to get back into it. Uh, I, I know I've never been on a, one in, oh my goodness, since I was a child. So, oh, dude, you uh, live in Edmonton. You should be taking the train to Jasper all the time. <laughs> I probably should. Yeah, I heard it's a it's a it's a nice ride. Oh, and I, uh, yeah, depend if you got the time for it, because uh, it's a little bit slower ride, but it's uh, apparently a, a nice, very uh, sort of scenic uh, sort of route to take. Uh, uh, the railway out here. Life-changing, dude. A deep breath in Jasper, Alberta will revitalize your soul. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Nelson, <laughs> let's get back to England, though. Enough about Jasper. Enough about the most amazing place in the world. Uh, is this particular app and trial getting some support and consultation from the blind and low vision community? Yeah, you, you always want to see if uh, if these apps are just be developing in-house, which uh, in this case, uh, they, they seem to be. But they're, they're getting a lot of uh, consultation from... Uh, most people are familiar with this uh, charity, 
uh, is the RNIB, the uh, Royal National Institute uh, of the Blind. Uh, so they're, they're giving it uh, their full support. And uh, I believe I linked the video on the CPT website where it shows a demonstration of the app uh, on uh, YouTube. So you can give it a little check and, and uh, see how it works and get some feedback from end users uh, from the YouTube video. All right, Nelson, let's get to your tech tip. Have you ever heard the expression that loose lips sink ships? Well, this was one for uh, iOS users who have loose fingers and immediate texting regrets. Nelson, how can somebody unsend a text in iOS 16? Yeah, I'm bad for this because uh, I use the dictation on iOS and it's uh, notoriously horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> I find that it's just easier just to send it than try to correct it. Uh, but sometimes uh, uh, you read that message and you realize like, oh, that, that part did not turn out <laughs> uh, good at all. Um, so uh, be, uh, keep in mind, this is for iOS 16 users. Uh, so right now it's in beta. Uh, it's expected to come out in uh, September when they launched a new phone. Uh, there is a caveat with this. Uh, it only works with other uh, iPhones. Uh, no surprise there. <laughs> Closed garden. Um, so if, if you have the blue dot uh, and you're sending it to someone else who has the blue dot, uh, then it'll work for, for those users. Um, so you have to have uh, iOS 16, iPadOS uh, 16, and uh, the latest version of uh, Ventura for, on the Mac OS uh, for this to work. So uh, saying all that, um, so, so basically uh, what we do, so uh, if you're a non-voiceover user, uh, if you accidentally send that message and it wasn't quite what you wanted to say, uh, you would uh, tap and hold on it. Uh, for voiceover users, uh, it would be a double tap and hold. Um, I haven't been able to uh, get this to work on my phone, uh, maybe because I don't know anyone who has iOS 16. I seem to be the only one using it, uh, the beta version. Uh, but basically, you tap and hold, it shows up a menu, uh, and then I'll give you the option to uh, unsend. Um, like right now, I could do it like a delete. It'll give me the, that option, but um, I think it just deletes it on my end. And then it'll, uh, it'll give like a visual look uh, where it'll do, do like a, a poof of blue dust. Um, and then uh, it'll say, give you a notification that, uh, uh, you know, that the message uh, was removed. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's a feature that messengers had for, for quite some time. And, uh, I'm sure Android's had it for years. Well, <laughs> Apple usually copies a lot from. Android. I, well, I know WhatsApp offers this, for example, right, where you can delete your message to the group yeah. instantaneously, but the group still knows that Dave Brown sent a message at three in the morning, and they're always kind of <laughs> curious on what Dave Brown was opining about at three in the morning. Not that that's when I do my greatest thinking or texting or anything. Nelson, thank you for this. Great ticket. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.